TikTok has taken over. In 2022, it became the most downloaded app in the world and was on course to overtake YouTube as the most watched video platform. In trying to fend off this new challenger, most other platforms have been reduced to simply imitating TikTok's most distinctive features. With the introduction of YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels, as well as amendments to Twitter's Explore tab, short vertical video is now everywhere. But TikTok's success isn't solely built on the form that the videos on the platform take. That success mostly stems from its algorithm. TikTok seems to have an almost paranormal ability to reach into the recesses of our minds and discover what content we're most likely to keep watching, even if we didn't know that that was what we wanted to watch ourselves. There are many positives to this. I've personally discovered some amazing creators that I never would have heard of in an age of analog gatekeepers. Nevertheless, it also has the potential to trap creators in very specific niches encouraging them to make content for increasingly insular communities of fans. To discuss some of the bizarre consequences that this can all lead to, I hopped on a call with another creator who has become fascinated with TikTok over the past couple of years, Mia Mulder. Hello, Mia. Welcome welcome to the show. How, how are you today? Hi. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm doing very well. You had a um, bit, bit busy day? Yeah, very very busy day. Uh, I I I got home like th three minutes before we started, like doing the like the pre talk for this little interview thingy. Um, turns out that being both a YouTuber and a politician at the same time is like it's it's difficult to make everyone's schedules work up, but it works fine. Yeah, both things that like uh, it does feel like a real spectrum of like something that like feels like a very respectable thing and and which of course is the youtube one and yes <laughs> yes that's that's the one that has worth and value to the world uh the 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 dual life um but... i say this as, as a joke i'm not really joking has <laughs> <laughs> it been quite a shift into uh i, I, I don't want to pry into it too much if it's uh but has it been much has it been a big shift from like being youtube person to being like official city person not really. Like, you kind of do the same shit. You just have to go to an office. Like, you still have to sort of, like, you write a lot of documents. You have to come up with, like, interesting ideas and fun way to present those ideas. Um, but instead of doing it in, like, a fun video setting, you have to do it in a sort of, like, in the, like, you have to learn official speak. But it's basically the same thing once you learn official speak. Like, legalese. Being a politician is just like being a YouTuber, but for a slightly different audience. Yeah, it's kind of like being a boomer YouTuber. A boomer, boomer YouTuber. I suppose like th there is, you know, there is costumes to it. There is like, <laughs> but there, but there is though. Like I have, I've got, I've had to get an entirely different wardrobe because if I wear just like my casual outfits, people look at me weird because I'm not dressed like a politician. So you have mm. to get sort of like you have to get the suit, you have to get the like the ties, you have to get the pins, you have to get everything like that. So it's that's fun. I've realized for, for, for filming these, I've been like, I think I'm going to get um, some extra clothes that are like podcast clothes. Because I was like, I don't have like, I have like a, what I assume is like a normal number of jumpers. But then we were going to film these to go out every other week. And I was like, well, how like I, if I accidentally wear the same jumper like four in a row, people are going to think I've only got like one jumper. 
which is not usually a problem for YouTube videos because I only put one out every two months. Um, so so I, I feel like I'm going to also have like a weird costume for this in, yeah. in the end. Um, but the, uh, the, the kind of platform that I, I asked you uh, to, to come and talk about today is sort of not the one that we are most, maybe most familiar with, um, but is the, the sort of insurgent new, uh, the kind of new kid on the block uh, TikTok, which I take it you're, you're like a reasonable user of. I use it. I don't post as much as I, as I should. Because mm. uh, like I've I've learned in sort of like the the content creation space that that's where the kids hang out, and I I I want to connect with the youths. Hello, okay. fellow kids. This is um, like you're finding a new finding your new audience to bring <laughs> over to 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 YouTube. Well, like, I mean, ideally yes, but I don't actually do that. Like I I, I mostly just scroll. Like I, I spend a significant portion of my free time just scrolling through. TikTok, but that also m meant that I've I've sort of learned the language of the weird algorithmic niche that TikTok has sorted me in, mm. which is uh, which alternates day by day. Yeah, seems. I mean that's the thing that I've noticed. Like even more than even more than YouTube, I think. Um, and the thing that like I think fascinates me about it, like TikTok more than anything is the way that it really pulls you into very specific um, sort of like boxes. I don't know what you'd call them or like niches yeah. that it like um, uh, places you in. What 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 is your current um, uh, box <laughs> that you feel like it's putting you in? Uh, I'm currently in the in the trans woman ADHD, ADHD box. That's but, your like Venn diagram of what it what it sends you. Yeah, you know, that's sort of what it is. But it, it's it because because I made like I previously made a video on like the the conspiracy theory of Tartaria, and I did a lot of sort of like research on TikTok specifically for that one. Mm. And so like every every other day or something, I'll I'll just be like temporarily sorted into sort of like conspiracy theory TikTok. But mm. not not sort of like ironically or investigating, but like the hardcore believers. So TikTok, I think, knows or like suspects that like I have some sort of like conspiracy theory vibe, but they can't really figure out like how I fit into it. So that's that's fun. Yeah, because I think like because like short like sort of short form video is increasingly like everywhere, um, and I think like what a lot of people think of like the the thing that makes TikTok work is the kind of, you know, it's the vertical videos, it's the short form. Although you can do like increasingly long TikToks now, I think. Um, yeah. But... but it does feel like the the like powerful algorithm seems to be the thing that like, like that's how I like, I feel like I'm quite a late adopter. I feel like I maybe six months ago, I think I first downloaded Ooh, yeah. Or like maybe I'd had it for like a brief period, I think, and then been like, oh, I'm not really sure what to do with it. Like you say, like it feel it, it, it felt it felt too much for, for the kids. Um, and then like at some point I was like, OK, I'm going to sort of give this another go if this is like the the, the, the new thing. Um, and I found myself like going back and forth between using it lots and then almost finding it like almost finding it like too smothering. And it's like in the way that you, it, it is difficult to escape. 
Yeah, it, the algorithm is really, really good at figuring out what you what you want to watch next. Mm. Um, like I, I noticed when I started watching TikTok that like in the beginning it was sort of it, like the the videos initially were a bit like vague and very varied and very sort of milk toast. But eventually, once it starts to like learn your algorithm, you start it starts to figure out really well what you like, mm. and then after a while, you just sit out on like for hours and just scrolling through people doing whatever it is that they're doing on your specific TikTok feed. Um, I, I actually, when I first, when I first signed up, I got, um, it was clearly like trying to work. It was sort of interesting to see like it trying to a site that has like no information at all about you and particularly like the way it works, because it's like, I don't know. It's not like YouTube. You get like a few options, don't you? And then you sort of pick, it's almost like a, I don't know. You're like picking one of those. You're like choosing which door to go through. Yeah. TikTok literally just thrusts something at you and then it's like how long are you sort of what how long are you watching it for I guess is the sort of thing it's got to go on um I I, I did some research about this like months ago like about the metrics that they use they use a ton of metrics to figure out what kind of content you like um not just not just like the not just watch time but also like how much you interact with it obviously but also how likely you are to swipe back to check on something that you saw before. And like, uh... and, and even just like, cause sometimes when you scroll through, you might scroll through something very quickly, just like this has no interest to me, or you scroll through and you give it like a second until you scroll, you scroll on. So you haven't watched the TikTok but you've given it more interest than you've given other TikToks. So, and, and then it's analyzing that one second to figure out sort of like, what's the type of content in that second? What's the kind of like, what, what's the thing that made you stay for one second? Um, and then it uses that to like give you other, other shit. And like it, 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 it keeps trying to get you to, to keep scrolling rather than to keep watching. Um, mm. Yeah, it doesn't because, necessarily yeah. need you to stay on one video. It just needs to keep you on the, on the site. Yeah. I think the first box I got thrown in was like, so I'd like, I think this was like the day I got it and I'd loaded it up and was watching through. And are you aware of the British TV show EastEnders? I have heard of it. Okay. I don't know. It was like it's one of those things where I'm like, I have no idea if this has a huge international audience or not. Uh, I, I All I know is I heard some uh, from like a comedian that the theme song is like, da, 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 da. I mean, something like that. That's all I, that's it, all I know. Like, that was a pretty bang on, um, <laughs> bang on like rendition of the theme. Um, it's like a, it's like a soap. It like plays. I think it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think it's like every weeknight. And then I think they do like a what they call like an omnibus on a Sunday where they sort of show it all. And um, it's not something I watch these days, but it is something that like growing up was always on in our house. And um, I, I was sort of you know scrolling through the first few, like you say, really bland TikToks. And um, one of them was uh, a character from EastEnders uh, sort of walking out the house. And I was like, I think I think she's called Old, old Mo. I think there was an Old Mo and a Young Mo. And it was Old Mo. And she was walking out the house. Um, and I was like, oh, it's like a character from from the from EastEnders. Oh, I wonder, you know, wonder what happens on EastEnders these days. Um, and she was she was going like, Charlie, Charlie, looking for um, her friend, Charlie. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just sort of see what's going to happen here. And then it just looped back to the beginning after like maybe like 20 seconds. And then I looked down at the caption and it was um, it was like me on a Friday night. Uh, and it turned out it had decided to place me uh, in the bucket of like uh, 
we might have to bleep this out for but of like cocaine uh tiktok was like uh, that in the uk that is slang for 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 cocaine and uh, it just and like suddenly everything and i was like i was just like innocently watching this video from like uh, from eastenders and it was like no no this is this this is what this guy wants just all and like and then i was like sort of predicting how the algorithm was working to mm-hmm. try and um make to be like because i was like i sort of I feel like there's more interesting stuff that I'm more interested in. So I was like, I was no, like, it's cocaine. It's all cocaine now. Yeah, like, like not anymore. Like, I managed to like, I managed to like break myself out of this, um, this particular. But, but I was like, so I was like trying to be like, no, I don't want that because I want to see like the things I actually want to see. But it was like really interesting, like having been on it for like twenty, thirty minutes at this mm-hmm. point, like seeing it trying to. Because I feel like every other website already has loads of information about you i think mm-hmm. like and so like with a completely blank slate it was really interesting to see it being like so what does tom want and like you could see it like leading you down certain uh or leading me down certain paths yeah um, like but... trying out different things to see like how well you connect like yeah. showing you some other shit occasionally and be like do you, do you like this maybe you know? yeah um, in fact, like I, there's there's like a few. I think there's been a few different buckets. Um, I've ended up in. Have you like have you had any way you've just ended up in like a weirdly weirdly? I don't know. Bucket's not the right word, is it? Oh, I don't know why that's what? Oh, for sure. Um, I ended up in um pan European white supremacy TikTok for okay. reasons that I do not understand. I think it's because I like a lot of history stuff. Um. I like a lot of history stuff. I play a lot of like grand strategy video games, sort of mm-hmm. like Crusader Kings, Hearts of Iron 4, that kind of shit. Um, and those those subcultures do have a pretty like large minority of like white supremacists. Yeah. Um and like and also like a lot of like geopolitics stuff and uh, things like that. And for and like occasionally it it sort of just shows me this like <laughs> Uh, redrawn nazi propaganda like straight up like nazi posters but where they've just replaced like germaniness with europeaniness and like like the glory of european culture and shit like that and i kept having to be like i'm not interested in this i don't like this please stop, <laughs> like, please stop. Please yeah. stop this and but that it wasn't kept doing like, it. that wasn't from like trying to search, like look for stuff for videos that was just that it and, and yeah exactly like n- complete organically from the algorithm trying to trying to sort me in that in that scenario it was really frustrating because i don't know what that sort of says about what else that i watch because mm. what else that i watch is typically sort of like left-wing historians um and you know fu- people making funny jokes mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how where's the overlap here with sort of like white supremacists that that hasn't happened now for a while i'm very happy about that I've, I've sort of zoned out of that but that's that's the weirdest one that's the weirdest bucket that i've been placed into i had a i had a brief period in um have you heard of uh of, oh, what is, uh dinks this was dinks dinks there's a whole area of people who refer to themselves as dinks i've never heard of the concept of dinks okay. maybe maybe this is like maybe this is because i guess <laughs> in english but like uh, so this is double income, no kids. And this is like a whole like bit of TikTok, which is dedicated to people talking about how great it is to be like two working adults or like 
sort of in their 20s, maybe into their 30s mostly, um, who, you know, both work and don't have any children. Um, but in like a slightly weird, slightly weird way where it feels kind of like, aggressive and like not like it's not like a just like yeah like a I'm little very, culty almost yeah like like i'm very glad that like I, I feel like a lot of um society is very much angled towards um people who are in couples and have like a a, a family and a kind of like um normative family um and so you know it's like one of those where you're like oh, i'm very glad that you know you you're you're happy in this um kind of household setup that that maybe doesn't look like that but like there's a weird like almost like hating kids element to it yeah i i've i've heard i've seen elements of this i haven't really been sorted into it mm. but I, i've i've seen it around i've seen people sort of like interact with that with that community mm. um yeah and there's like like mostly they just do sort of like normal stuff though but like they do it in a way they're like, oh, we went to the cinema today. But like they've somehow like made that part of their like identity in like a in a way that I don't know doesn't necessarily automatically follow, but um, but for them makes it feel really special. Yeah. Oh, we went to the bar. That yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a privilege that only we have. Um. But yeah, I also um. Uh, I also did spend. I I think I spent a brief time in the kind of the the, the gala. Uh, that's probably the closest conspiracy one that I've got to. I think the, I the gala. Oh, have you not heard of 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 the galas? No. Oh, so this is um a okay. So I suppose my journey into it was <laughs> that I was you know I'm sort of scrolling through TikTok and I think at some point um Taylor Swift performing live came onto um onto the, the feed and i enjoy the music of taylor swift i presumably watched her perform one of her songs and it was yeah it was good as um, any reasonable person would do yeah and then um and then like i don't know, i must have done that like a couple of times and then it was like right this guy loves taylor swift like it was just all taylor swift con- content and then if you go deep enough into taylor swift tiktok it's people who are certain that um taylor swift is gay and is trying to like communicate it and it's really oh. like like through her and it's really it's really uncomfortable because maybe like do you know, like maybe she is and like yeah like, like a, sure. a trying, trying to like like find any it's like just piecing together clues from like wherever they can find them in a oh, way that yeah. feels i've seen this i've seen this like it, yeah it's very conspiracy minded like it was very sort of like putting like red strings on on cork wallpaper um yeah 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 uh, yeah of this where era, they will like era, analyze yeah. clothing choices and like who they're hanging out with at any given moment and assuming that that means that they're some sort of like lesbian lover yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah um the, the reason the reason i i i particularly like so i was like i, I was like i want to do an episode on tiktok um i was like who am I going to ask on? The particular, the, the particular reason that I was like, okay, Mia's definitely the person for this. Was your video on Tartaria? Am I pronouncing that? I mean, I say correctly. I don't know if there is a correct... God, no. I don't think there is a Most people in the community call it Tartaria. But that's... 
not there's no way that's correct because there's no correct pronunciation of this sort of like fake word that europeans came up with we'll come i i, I want to come back to whether it has a connection to 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 tartar sauce only oh, no, that has an e so presumably is that a thing is that a thing outside of the uk tartar sauce yes Any yes connection? um <laughs> a very n- not really a, a very vague one sort of um because the, the 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 linguistic root of because like the, the it's, it's all the more complicated by the fact that there's an ethnic group also called tartars um, okay and it has no connection to that ethnic group at all like that um but the linguistic root of of tartaria as a sort of like geographic thing comes from like people talking about the mongol empire in europe and and saying that like they are uh, they are much like tartarus uh which is like hell mm. uh which was like th- that's the meme culture of like <laughs> of the age um calling things like like they are tartarus um and tartar sauce and, and ever since then like tartaria has sort of like been the european vague name for like asia va- vaguely anything like east of bulgaria basically um, and, tartar, and the idea is that like tartar sauce and like, other tartar foods are anything that comes from like the east. Um, um, okay, so it's like to to use a similarly outdated but slightly more recent outdated word. It's like an oriental sauce. Yeah, I think so. To be like my research didn't dig into the sauce specifically, so I, 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 I'm not super sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's the, where the connection is. Had I made a video about it, it would have mostly been about the sauce. Um, it would me, me having some fish and chips. Um, okay, but, in ca- but for, for anyone that's listening that has that has no idea what we're currently talking about, um, you got dragged into a community of people who believe that yes. there was a previous um civilization that mm-hmm. has been hidden from us called yes Tartar- tartaria mm-hmm. um uh, what is yeah. the like broad like uh i mean like the, i mean obviously if, if you're watching go away and watch that watch the video because it is um fascinating and like a a real uh opening a lid on a world of um that I did I think all like my entire experience of TikTok has been mostly realizing um that although I think I'm someone who uses the internet quite a reasonable amount um that I am sort of a mere pond skater on the uh on the sort of murky depths of like it makes me feel very offline like it makes me feel like I've got no idea what's going on but like yeah. it felt like you real really like opened the lid on a whole world of people with a whole lot of time um about uh so what's like the broad overview of the the tartaria theory well i don't know what they call it conspiracy if maybe they don't like the word conspiracy. yeah i mean it, it, it's it it's a weird because it, it, like everyone who believes in tartaria believes in like a vague overlap of similar ideas but there's no sort of like official canon of of Tartaria. So it, 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 depending on who you ask, it can mean something completely different. But like the overarching themes are, like you said, like the, the idea that there has been a global spanning empire that that's based in modern day Mon- uh, Mongolia and Siberia called Tart- Tartaria or Great Tartary uh, that existed for, that controlled the entire world and uh, built 
many, if not all, many of like the great wonders of the world and also like much of the great architecture of the world, like um, the pyramids uh, and also like the Statue of Liberty and like the cathedral at Cologne and uh, Grand Central Station. Um, so like all, all, all of those buildings are what many, what many would call um, Tartarian architecture, by which they mean anything that is not the modern day international style of architecture, which is just glass and concrete. But so up um, to quite recent, like well, when was yes, like when was the <laughs> Liberty? That's like that's like it's like, so re- it's so recent actually. Like, like years old, four hundred. No, not it's, it's so much closer because like they they believe that like this empire controlled the entire world up until like a hundred years ago in some cases. Oh wow! Um, okay, I... they, and they possessed advanced technology, which is how they built all these structures. They could harness free energy from the ether, uh, which is why uh, in Russia, old cathedrals have like those like golden domes on top. Those are energy generators. Okay, um, which is why that type of architecture is common in. Asia and like uh, that area, like when you have those like big uh, bulbs on top of buildings, those are remnants from Tartarian energy generators. Um, But this empire fell oftentimes in a mud flood. So it's also sometimes called the mud flood theory. Um, Sometime between 300 and 100 years ago. And this coincides with the new empires, which is oftentimes labeled as uh, the British Empire or the or like the American Empire or the Russian Empire or like many of the like the like the vaguely European Western empires. Um, waging a great war against Tartaria and taking over like the global power from them. And they have since rewritten all of global history to erase Tartaria from human memory. So that we won't sort of like realize what has been taken away from us. Because it was, was it like great? Was like, is, is Tartaria like, th- that was really good? Like, like yeah. they didn't want us to have that. Yeah, free, free clean energy, like super advanced things, uh, super advanced technology, uh, super high standard of living. Every like race and ethnicity living in harmony together. Um, some people believe that they went to space, but that's not super uh super agreed upon i like the um, idea that there's like there's like splits where like someone's like oh they went yeah they went they went to they went to the moon and someone else is like oh, don't, don't, don't be ridiculous <laughs> like, <laughs> don't be ridiculous they couldn't do that um the energy they were harnessing through the like cathedral <laughs> domes would couldn't quite have propelled them like quite. um and it, yeah so that's sort of like the the vague theory who who orchestrated sort of like this fall of the empire is you know sometimes they blame the british empire but oftentimes they they blame the jews uh because of course um or um or like just vaguely sort of like a parasitic class on society and the only evidence they have of this theory because it's a pretty bold claim like to be fair, like to because you also have to rewrite all of human history. Um, and is like, my gr- like if it was only a hundred years ago, like my gran would have been born just after that. Like it's not like you know. I, I don't know that's... But that great war that they talked about against Tartaria, they argue that that is those are the world wars. Some people argue this. Um, so the first and second world war didn't happen according to many of these theorists because that was actually the war against Tartaria. 
what, what? So, okay, so there's the war and there's the mud flood, and these are both. Yes. So the mud flood weakened the empire, and while the empire was weakened, the empires, which were um, vassal, which were which were already sort of like vassal states to Great Tartaria, mm. um, decided to rebel and take the power for themselves. So like the British Empire existed before. Um, before the fall of Tartaria, but they were sort of like subservient to Tartaria, same as many oh, of the, the other Hunger Games. Of it was the Hunger Games, <laughs> kind um, of. Like, like, wait, but so, so did the like, did the British Empire like or have like like the magic power, like the magic electricity, or they didn't have that, and that was like, no, they 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 could they could use that same energy. They could okay. they could use a similar technology, but now that the Tartarians are gone. Uh, we can't harness it anymore, and you and because it's like free energy, you can you can't make money out of it. So uh, you okay. have to dismantle this technology in order to oppress people and sort of to extract wealth from them and uh, to have us pay for like food and energy and have us work. Um, because in Tartaria, they like they they had a class system in Tartaria allegedly, uh, and that was like giants. Some say. <laughs> who controlled as benevolent dictators and like actually physical giants. Yes. <laughs> of course. Like, I don't want, I don't know why. Like every time you introduce a new thing, I'm like, that's the thing that like, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> like I acclimatize to everything else and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm there. And then I'm like, Oh, uh, not gi- nah, giants have really broken it for me. And yeah, there's like a whole sociology yeah. of like this whole, this, so wait, there's so there's like the giants are powerful, presumably. They're just giants who like contr- who were like the lords of Tartaria, who like who took over the world at some point and then developed this advanced technology. Um, depending on who you ask, there's there's a lot of white supremacists in this movement. Those giants were white uh, and were Aryans, and then modern day white people are descendants from them, which is sort of like how. This is this is the reason they claim that white people are superior, like the superior race, because we're the inheritors of Tartaria. Um, how does it get? How does it become linked to like? How does it become so right wing, Oliver? So the origins of this theory are very loosely connected to a extremely right wing Russian propaganda conspiracy theory. Um, that is, oh God, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, new, that's called New Chronology, uh, which, is, uh, which is made by this mathematician who argues that all of human history has been faked and events that happened like in uh, antiquity action ha- actually happened in the Middle Ages. And, but in that theory, Russia controlled the entire world. And Russia you, was, was this sort of like global superpower um, who have only recently been sort of like toppled and now history has been faked to sort of erase Russian greatness. Um, and this is a, a, this is a very sort of like ethno-nationalistic conspiracy theory that claims that white Russians were in charge of this like former great Russian empire that he calls the Russian horde. Um, so th- there are very strong similarities between these theories, but uh New chronology is very specifically about Russia and argue and has like this argument of like, well, real Russia encompasses like all of Europe and like almost all of Asia and like has dominance of Earth. Um, 
But this theory uh, uh, about Tartaria has sort of been imported to the West because it's only really popular in like the US and Western Europe and has been decoupled from Russianness, mm. which means that now people, depending on like what beliefs you have, they will sort of like fill the void with whatever like other ideas that they have. So white supremacists will view, they will sort of insert white supremacy in there. You have people who are anti-Semitic, they will insert sort of like uh, like anti-Semitism in there. Um, and then you have people who like just just have questions about like why can't we build fancy buildings anymore? So like the the whole like we had a perfect lost land and then it was you just insert your bad your your people we don't yeah. like into to be the the reason that the great empire fell. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, I hope you're enjoying my chat with Mia. If you are and you want to listen or watch further episodes of the show, then you might be interested to know that every single episode of Induction is released a full two weeks early on my streaming service, Nebula. By this point, you've probably heard of Nebula. It's a premium streaming service built by a bunch of education and education-adjacent creators to give us more agency in the content that we create. You'll find loads of your favourite creators on there. Page Bomber Guy, Philosophy Tube, Second Thought, and me. Alongside having zero ads and sponsor reads, Nebula is packed with a bumper library of original content which is completely exclusive to the site. For example, if you want to watch Lindsay Ellis's latest couple of videos, one on Amazon's The Rings of Power and one on the cultural legacy of E.T., you simply can't find those elsewhere. And, as I mentioned a moment ago, both the video and audio versions of every single episode of Induction are released on Nebula a full two weeks before they make it to YouTube, Spotify, or any other platforms. If you're interested in finding out more about Nebula, then you can support the show by heading there using our special link, nebula.tv forward slash induction. This will ensure that you get the absolute best deal on Nebula at any given time, and will also send a chunk of change our way to help make more episodes of the show. So, if you want to get access to all that great content from your favourite creators while supporting me to make more good stuff, then head to nebula.tv forward slash induction. Now, back to my chat with Mia. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's, so because with the mud <laughs> with the mud flood, right, to go back to the natural disaster, um, there's a whole thing about buildings being buried, right? Yes. So they have the idea that that like when when you ask for evidence of this theory, they they look at they they demonstrate pictures of the past where they show you sort of like big magnificent buildings uh, that that humanity used to build uh, and now and they, and they and then they compare them with cities of today which are mostly glass and concrete mm. and then they sort of like what happened what happened why have we lost this like great architectural sort of like technique um and they also show images of like excavations that allegedly show buildings to be larger than they actually are so if and like london has a lot of these actually if you go to london a lot of buildings will have sort of like there will be street level but then you have to sort of like walk down a little bit to get to the to the front door and like some windows will almost appear to be buried and um uh just ground ground level appears to be higher up than it originally was. 
And to them, that is evidence of that, that like a mud flood has passed through and has raised ground level. And as part of this like big global conspiracy to erase Tartaria from human history, they 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 have used the mud flood to just like erase like basically the lower floors of most fancy buildings. They will show pictures of like excavations that appear to show underground buildings and underground structures, but that actually only show like foundations and that that kind of look like they have doors and windows. Um which but does it, like yeah. my 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 dad did archaeology as like a, a sort of a hobby that I think he then occasionally did the 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 okay I I feel like he he I I feel like he would have described himself as a professional but probably like made like hundred quid um but uh but he do like go on archaeology digs and stuff is under the ground like, I don't know like like I guess like there is sort of I can see a a logic there. Yeah. How, why is that? I oh, that's was bad. I feel like I should know that. Um. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um. Like, like what? Pre- presumably, it's the mud flood, right? <laughs> well, they are. Yeah. That's that's like believers of the conspiracy theory believe that that's the reason. Like a large part of like cities, because like even when you build and like uh, dig in modern day cities, like if you dig underground, you will find old buildings, like in modern day cities, um, mm. and. Because like like when people think about like archaeological digs, they, a lot of them will assume that they have to be thousands of years old. But if you dig in like Moscow or if you dig in in Berlin, for example, you'll find buildings from like the eighteen hundreds underneath the ground, and then that will raise a question in the minds of many of the believers of the theory to sort of like, well, well why is that? Like, mm. why? In, in such a recent memory, why have we hidden these like lower lower structures? Um, and oftentimes, there's a very reasonable explanation for why that happened. For example, like I, I, St. Louis in the U.S., for example, um, just chose to raise uh, ground level by two floors um, as a flooding prevention measure, mm. which is like that makes sense. And they have underground tours now. But if you ask, but people, but a lot of people from from the Tartaria theory. They don't, that that doesn't compute to them because when they think flood prevention, they think flood banks. They don't think about like more old timey solutions. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's boring. Like, like flood prevention is boring <laughs> and burying all the old, but how did yeah. they, did they literally just build houses on top of the houses? In many cases, yeah. And especially like in older, um, uh, and, and, and like, this is also a thing that just happens. It still happens today in less extent than it happened previously uh, in history. But like a lot of cities stand for a pretty significant amount of time and there will be like sediment buildup over time. There will be dirt and garbage and stuff that just slowly builds up. And many times it's just, it's just easier to sort of like abandon a, a, a level and build a road on top of like one one story up and build new doors and then just fill the lower uh, floors with cement and have that be the new foundation for example um happens less often today because we take a lot more better care of like our infrastructure and our roads and we keep everything clean and we do sort of like ground measurement techniques uh, but for most of human history, we, we haven't had that. So people in, in the past just decided to be like, well, fuck it. We'll just keep building up. And this is on a timescale of like 
hundreds of hundreds of years. So this isn't sort of like um, I'm going to I'm going to abandon this this uh, street because in my lifetime it's been built up too much. It's just like it's a very very slow and gradual process. Did you um, come back from the shops and you just like only got half your door to get into. The <laughs> um, yeah. Like, but like this, th- these are sort of like real historical explanations that don't penetrate this conspiracy theory because mm-hmm. those those answers don't answer the questions that they have, which is mostly like they look at old they look at old pictures of cities and are confused over what they see because like that another big part of like their evidence is um, actually a significant part of it is they they look at like photographs of cathedrals. And they will see picture, uh, pictures of people riding horse and buggies on the ground. And so they have this, this contrast of extreme, like, fine architectural detail in a cathedral, for example. And then they will see a very sort of low-tech solution that they see as part of the horse and buggy. And to them, they don't believe that people who ride horse and buggies can have the technology or knowledge to build something that advanced. Because they didn't uh, have like AutoCAD or whatever, whatever they use these days to like, <laughs> like they would have needed Google SketchUp to be able to make the, the the thing. And if they didn't, if they didn't have cars, they couldn't have had that. Yeah, and like the, the like they because they, they, they imagine they imagine people building these buildings on a sort of like modern time scale, uh, which is obviously nonsense because like a cathedral could take like two hundred years to build and thousands and thousands of people working continuously and you can do a lot of shit with that like the thing like what uh what's the um uh the one in barcelona that that's not done what's yeah that? i i don't remember the name but i know the one who, yeah georgia what's the uh <laughs> i feel like we cut it in and we can sound really clever right, and be so like... we've got unfinished monument in barcelona no the cathedral it's like really it's really famous i i i'm not a cathedrals guy Unfortunately, this is Santiago, and it's, un- and it's currently un- it's the the Sag- Sagrada oh, I- Familia. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it was Sagrada- also going to be. It was going to be like a brilliantly Spanish um name <laughs> that you were also going to have to like. We've got Sagrada Sagrada Familia. Indeed, is Indeed. the largest unfinished Roman Catholic church in the world. This iconic building in Barcelona. Yes, that sounds yeah, like the one. <laughs> that's that's what you like. want. That's, okay. If I was going to write a Wikipedia page for it, that would be, that okay. would be the first two sentences. So, <laughs> so we're going to smash sounds... cut to you sounding smart. <laughs> You're going, oh, the Sagrada Familia. <laughs> no, we won't do that. We can keep that in. <laughs> 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 I wish yeah. I had that in like, real life. could just be like, um, I'm trying to remember the thing to sound clever. Um, but like, but yeah, there's a similar thing. It is interesting now. Like I hadn't thought about this before we talk about it now, but there does seem to be. I think there's always been like a thing about architecture. People get a bit weird about architecture of like it's all like it used to be good and now it's all rubbish. But I do, and like this is like a maybe a different algorithm thing of since Elon Musk took over Twitter and that now has a for you in a similar way to um, TikTok has a for you. Mm. I get a lot of um, uh, like classical philosophy sort of guys who uh they're all anonymous accounts but I, they have to be guys I, i'm just assuming um but like where it will be like a picture of an old building and like that's a, and like um roman concrete is like a whole thing oh yeah 
like, like obsessed like, with with the concrete was good and now the concrete is bad, which isn't an ang- isn't sort of yeah. A, like like this is a similar like this is a this is a it, it this is a sort of like the normal version of the Tartaria myth mm. right because like the Tartaria people they sort of like they 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 see an old building and a new building and they sort of like mm, there must have been an ancient empire that built all of these <laughs> things that can extract free energy from the ether and have advanced technology and was led by giants which is obviously like <laughs> lunacy but it starts in the same sort of um in the in the in that same venue. Um, of like look of like why can't we build fun buildings today in that same way and it's because no one has it's because no one has a history degree and no one thinks about like sort of like economics because Mm -hmm. that's the that's the reason it's it's cheaper to build buildings like that than it is to build buildings like they did in the in the past and it's and it's because of very very simple equation it's because labor used to be cheap and now it's not (laughs) that's it and like in a lot of sort of spectacular ancient buildings labor was suspiciously free i'm assuming not not actually like this this is actually this is sometimes very much suspiciously free in terms of like you know obviously slavery and stuff uh which has happened (laughs) that was the the, the, the most lightest (laughs) condemnation of slavery i think anyone's done (laughs) it sounds like i'm i'm very um for 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 to to just draw a line under it um i think slavery was bad yeah bad 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 (laughs) bad bad policy um i'm a politician now i fenced it on every issue (laughs) um but but even sort of like even like a lot of old structures that people think were built by slaves were were not always uh, built by slaves like they were mm. built by by paid and skilled craftsmen it's just that the way that they got paid is so extraordinarily cheaper mm. back then than it is today because today if you have a construction company you need uh, you know advanced equipment that cost a lot of money they need to be educated they need to be able to read they need to be able to ha- be safe they need to have good food they need to be paid they need to housing they need cars um and taxes have to be paid on that as well but like if you are a pharaoh you can just gather up like a thousand people and pay them in beer mm. and that's it like shitty beer which is basically just water and a little bit of hops and in, in those days um and that's it that's all you have to give them. And then you can have a thousand people who have taught each other how to work stone so that they can get this this beer so that they can be sustained, um, like to get like a bare sustenance uh, type pay. And so you can work them like 20 hours a day, every day for for like four decades. And by doing that, you can, you can achieve like a, lo- a lot of stuff when it comes to construction. Even just like in the 1920s, uh, and like in the or in, in the 1800s, the, the the it was a lot cheaper to hire a bunch of laborers to refine a finite amount of material because material was expensive. That that was the thing that cost a lot of money in those days. Um, you needed to ship in like marble, you needed to ship in sand or whatever from like far away, and that shit costs a lot of money. But today that that equation is reversed, and that only shifted in like the 50s, uh, almost where material today is extraordinarily cheap but labor is expensive because you need like very advanced uh technique which means now it's just more profitable to build buildings that are you can just build a building quickly 
if the quicker you can build a building, the better. And it just turns out that flat glass concrete cubes are very quick and easy to build compared to other shit. And you have to pay for like hard hats and stuff, which presumably <laughs> Pharaoh, like what everyone was like, absolutely hammered building the pyramids. Uh, probably didn't have to no. uh, to 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 do that. Um, it's all the it's all the it's all the red tape. That's it. The uh, all the it's health and safety gone mad. It's, it's health and safety. Yeah. It's why you can't build. You can't simply build a pyramid anymore. Um, it was really interesting that like watching because like all of that like that kind of like we used to have good things and now we have bad things often feels like a kind of like has like slightly older person vibes to it. Yeah. But then like. In, like so in the video you made about Tataria, like the all the like there's quite a lot of like young people into it. Which like I find on TikTok seems to be like it's like a very young people platform, I guess, yeah. in the first place. But this seemed like a weird thing to be like although maybe it's not. May I don't know. I'm thinking back to like No, I would agree with that though. I, I, I think that's like I think there there are a lot of young people is involved in Tartaria and I think it's I think it's a but only in a very specific subculture of people who are proudly uneducated mm. and who and who are in the mindset of wanting to do their own research mm. and are very steadfast in what that research brings so uh, there's like this CA document that talks about like how the Soviet Union would um uh, would like change the history of some Tartarian peoples. And again, Tartaria is like a way for Europeans to just describe everyone in Asia, basically. Um, you could oh, like awesome. Oriental is basically like an equivalent word. Um, but because the word Tartaria is mentioned and also faking history, that is seen as like this conclusive evidence that this empire existed, which is like a big stretch. Um but that alone is like this sort of like conclusive evidence. Them looking at like old world fairs uh, and seeing like very like pretty buildings uh, and wondering why we can't have that today. To them, they, they can piece together the pieces themselves and are very convinced of that. Mm. Um, and it's all, and that also comes with like this like deep distrust of traditional academia because the second I come in and say something along the lines of like, here are the many reasons why you are wrong. They will start talking about like, well, you are part of the conspiracy theory. Part of the uh, I remember, so my, um, my, my PhD was in theater and there's a guy who's convinced that um, uh, Shakespeare didn't write his, uh, his plays, um, mm -hmm. which is one that comes up, or is, is like a sort of similar thing that comes up time and time again, even though like, is pretty much established that that he like yeah he probably did like there's 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 no real body of evidence to suggest he didn't yeah. um but there's like a guy who will just email like the act the um email addresses of like academics that he picks from websites and we'll just email like just like and has been doing it for like years and years and we'll just email like find a new email address that comes up email and be like here's my proof that Shakespeare didn't write his plays. And then like a month later when obviously you don't respond to this like slightly unhinged guy um, yeah. is like, nah, you're part of the system now. Like, um, and it's like, and it's like, but, but like, it's interesting that this is, I don't know, but maybe it's not, maybe it shouldn't surprise me that, that there's younger people, A, because of the platform and B, like, I guess like when I was growing up, it was just 
after 9-11 and like all of those conspiracy theories at school that was like a oh fun like thing to talk about so i sort of maybe can see um i don't know why just it seems to have like i think it's got like a boomer energy to it i think that's the thing is it's got like the like things used to be good why isn't why isn't my corner shop like a a pyramid (laughs) like a sort of like massive monument to um to to the wonders of the modern day I I think the, I think the platform like maybe it's not to blame but like is exacerbating the problem a little bit because TikTok is not a platform for intellectual debate like that mm. the, like it's 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 structurally not built for it because if you if you want to do intellectual debate you kind of need the time to do it mm. um, for good and for bad right but like TikTok is a very time limited platform with a lot of like. And, and a good way to sort of like get eyeballs is to have a lot of sensational facts. Mm. Um, and those two things go very much like against like rational recent discourse, which d- takes a lot of time and preparation and like calm energies in order to sort of like suss out the facts. Um, yeah. And actually, in my like first week on it, actually, it was the week of the, um, the just stop oil activists throwing paint on the um van gogh uh, it was the sunflowers i think wasn't it yeah um, and like it was it was absolutely alive with like people being like uh, they'd found like one of the uh, someone that donated to to um just stop oil was like the daughter oh who was it um like eileen getty who was like the daughter of like an oil who's like essentially like incredibly rich oil inheritor who's like i feel bad about this i'm gonna try and like get some good pr by donating to activists which i suppose there's a whole um, debate around whether maybe maybe that's a very good thing i don't know but like um and like they were like sort of people using this as like the evidence that this was like a uh kind of front that was meant to make activists look bad or and it was it was interesting because it was like to a lot of like american teenagers on tiktok there was this evidence they could draw upon yeah um if you live in the uk just stop oil sort of a thing you're aware of and you've like i've met people that are members of it or have had some info like and so it's suddenly you're like okay no this this is obviously like a real thing but like the distance meant that and like there was something about TikTok that made it that it sort of drew people into this whole um, this sort of world of it. Because I did a, I, I've uh, I've not really I've sort of gone off making TikToks. I sort of made them for a while and then just it's a lot of it's actually it's a lot of effort to do them at the regularity that it feels like you sort of need to to it be. But like. I, I did one where I was like, God, oh, maybe maybe not actually everyone. I think we're getting a bit carried away here. Um, <laughs> but people just like really convinced themselves. All the comments were like, actually yeah. no, you don't. We've like worked this out. Um, because it does feel like like because I go back and forth on whether the algorithm on TikTok is like good. Like people describe it as being really sort of powerful, but I often feel like when it does drag me into a particular thing, it's decided I'm interested in it does it absolutely to the extreme yeah sometimes in a way where if it's got it wrong it just takes me ages and then i'll i'll, I'll end up like not going on tiktok for 
a week or something because yeah. it's decided that I only want to um, watch uh, Taylor Swift or Dink or um, Tataria uh, content. Um, but like, I, I think that sort of like, I think the algorithm is really good for like a lot of, for, it's good enough for a lot of people, but the, 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 the idea that it goes to the extreme, I think is one of the big reasons for why Tartaria thrives on TikTok very well, mm. because you can, you can start out having this, this sort of like, why, why old building no more, uh, vibe and sort of like, Tradi- like liking traditionalism um and you can show off some of these like images that they show off of, of like excavations and uh, world fairs and be like there are weird questions going on here um and their evidence fits very well within the tiktok format you can have this sort of mm-hmm. like weird intellectual debate on tiktok to support tartaria but debunking tartaria on tiktok is is nigh impossible because the time it would take you to explain one of the pictures that they use as evidence mm. is longer than already like one TikTok, mm. um, and because it's really good at like pulling you into a like a rabbit hole, you're not going to be exposed to other people who sort of like actually answer the questions that you may have. So like t- uh, like a TikTok video might like show you a picture of like a specific type of building in like the, I can't even come up with a good example right now, but like, uh, um, like a specific building in New York, for example, that, that, that got torn down in the early 1920s. Um, and and have a very, one that yeah. everyone's always sad about. Is that where Madison square garden used to be? Oh, I have no idea. I feel like that's it. That's a that's one of those where like yes, yes, it is. Penn is it? Station is that's where... like a weird one where Madison it... Square Garden is where Penn Station used to be. Oh yeah, and yeah. people are sad. Like like that's that's one of these things where I always get served this Twitter discourse about something that's like a hundred like thousands of miles away from me. I think, um, and I don't really have any interest in. But for some reason, I know that there is a debate about whether they should like tear down Madison Square Garden and rebuild, yeah, a train station that hasn't been there for a hundred years. <laughs> But like that, that, yeah but that's sort of like where where it goes right like you and and because like there, there are very easy explanations for why they tore it down like that you might disagree with the reasons right but they're not supernatural like mm. you, you can sort of be like yeah okay we wanted to build madison square garden we wanted to make more money and fuck, fuck aesthetics and fuck public transportation we want to make more money and drive cars like that is that is a good explanation for why the world looks the way it does today it's not it's not a happy answer but for a lot of people who are involved in tartaria that sort of like that doesn't make sense like it, it doesn't make sense for them why people would make bad choices for how the world looks and operates mm. because to them to them that doesn't compute like they they don't realize that other people would would have a benefit from it What's the uh, phrase about like assuming malice instead of uh, stupidity or whatever it is? Ne- like never assume malice where um, stupidity would like uh, I've butchered it. But but it's that similar <laughs> thing, isn't it? Like why why yeah. would you assume that someone just like made a bad call instead of like had like a s- scheming plan where they decided to 
floods the earth with mud or something. Presumably quite a large... Sorry, I'm aware I'm jumping right back. Presumably, <laughs> presumably quite a large mud flood that covered everything everywhere? Yeah, this is the thing that's super weird, right? Because, like, they... Within the theory, like the like domes are Tartarian architecture, and domes exist in like Washington D.C. They exist in like California, in Japan, in China, Europe, Africa. Um, they never really dig into sort of the specifics of sort of like to support how things happened, but that's the only conclusion I can draw on that basically the entire world was covered in like about this much of mud. And that was like unevenly distributed around the entire world. There was like a really big hill somewhere of mud <laughs> that just like got dispersed like yeah. over the entire earth. Um, but the idea, like they they fully believe that we live in a post-apocalyptic world. Like they they fully believe that like the this mud flood was a, a an apocalyptic uh, disaster um, that really like wiped out most of human population. Because when they look at all when they look at these like old historical pictures. They will also always point out that 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 the streets are deserted, that there are almost no one in the streets, and to them that means that when they took those pictures, those are like British explorers rediscovering like old Tartarian ruins, um, that, where people don't live anymore, mm. and. Uh, and th this is what's called basically like the, the great reset uh, they believe that like when when tartaria fell that was one of the great resets of the world um and now we have this new world order and humanity has had to sort of like rebuild itself and has lost much along the way i feel like i can occasionally be a bit of a pessimist but i i don't think i'd go as far as like post apocalypse like like <laughs> To, like to describe, like I, I, I think uh, I very much sort of believe a better world is possible, but I'm not sure I would, on a day to day basis, describe everything. Like, I don't know. Post apocalyptic very much conjures up like The Last of Us for me. But maybe, imagine maybe sort of uh, yeah. some of that is my experience. Uh, like, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure lots of people's lives are, are much much worse than mine. But um, <laughs> but imagine sort of like imagine The Last of Us. 200 years after the show humanity has rebuilt and uh, new technologies have emerged but we don't have the internet anymore for example and then they and then for some reason the empires of that world are are erasing the history of the time before the apocalypse and saying that the way it is now is the way it is always built and then they were accidentally foiled by some tiktokers um <laughs> It's interesting what like sorry I went back to the mud flood thing, but like it was interesting what you were saying about it, like pulling people to extremes because like that's what you were saying about like being into history and strategy games. It gradually pulled you to white supremacist content because yeah. it it felt that there was a natural flow there. Um, yeah, it's a natural endpoint. And I guess those, are, I guess people that are engaging with that kind of stuff are the people that are going to end up being the, whatever the equivalent like a whale is on, on TikTok of like the people that are going to watch the huge amounts of stuff. Yeah. And like, like, and to be fair, like most, the vast majority of people who sort of like have questions about old architecture or like believe that history was faked they most of them never reach sort of the extremes of believing that giants used to control the world using magic energy but 
that that's also one of the reasons why there's no like canon here right because mm. there's there's just like huge spectrum of like people who have like sometimes quite reasonable questions about architecture and then you have people who are absolutely like buck wild off the chain um and i i prefer to study the people who are off the chain weird but i think most people sort of fall on the spectrum but tiktok has an incentive to really push you against the, that extreme and i think young people are like this discourse doesn't exist much anywhere else so i think that like when when people young people encounter this discourse that's sort of the only way that trail goes yeah there's not going to be a yeah it's like it is interesting like some of the communities and stuff that do exist on tiktok that don't exist elsewhere mm. because of the ways in which the sort of platform does shape the kinds of content that are pushed on it i like i think it's really interesting the way that i think on, on any platform there's often the advice to like pick a like very specific thing to talk about is often like like choosing like youtube advice always tells you to like choose a niche but um, but I quite enjoy making quite a like a re like a I suppose like the, there is sort of a some sort of glue that holds some of it together. But I would say I cover like a re and like you do similarly cover like a reasonable range of stuff. And I sometimes watch um TikTokers who like I think ages ago I discovered a I came across a video by a comedian who was doing like a quick sort of bit about being a teacher in like a british secondary school at lunchtime i can't i can't think what the joke was at all but being like oh stop kicking the ball or whatever it was it was funny it was funny but um classic that? british humor <laughs> classic. Stop, stop kicking the ball stop that's like my new catchphrase stop kicking but like and i was <laughs> like oh that's funny and i must have liked it or whatever and then uh, i came back to like some more of her stuff kept popping up and like it was all really specifically focused about comedy about teachers in british secondary schools because like to to just be doing comedy where it's lots of different things would be too much of a like a shotgun approach that tiktok needs you to have like a really specific niche that you don't like go outside of at all which yeah. sometimes works there's a guy there's a guy occasionally watch who is good at archery and he like watches videos he watches like films people doing archery and tries to do it and that's kind of fun but it was like sort of it was like with with something like comedy where you sort of expect someone to hop between loads of stuff it was almost like i don't, I, I try not to do like a cultural cultural decline kind of anxieties thing but but like it did feel like this person is being forced to just do this one specific thing again and again and again forever and never yeah. really uh, there's there's a few sort of compilation videos on twitter where they will they will go to a person's profile and just scroll through their profile and show a person having the exact same sentence and the exact same like over enthusiastic fake tone mm. um but talking about completely different things all at the same time but because they have a, they found a niche because that, like as you say, like that that's how TikTok that's how you succeed on TikTok. You have a niche and you have to you go have to go hard on that specific one niche. Um but then then you end up with people who become super unoriginal to the point where being being more this being the more of the exact same niche becomes the content. Mm. So 
that and this is one of the reasons why i don't think tiktok is going to like take over sort of like the digital market space in the same way that like i've heard a lot of other creators be like concerned that like tiktok is going to be like the new thing mm. i don't think it's going to be though because every other medium that has survived does so does so because of variety mm. and tiktok does the opposite tiktok rewards tiktok rewards uh stagnation which works in the short term for individual creators but I don't think that that's a long-term solution because the second a creator on TikTok changes their narrative, they lose all traction. Um, which also, like for conspiracy theories on TikTok, it, it incentivizes people to become more extreme. It, it incentivizes people like uh, it, it incentivizes people to become more uh, like outraging and become more extravagant. Like and Andrew Tate, for example, became super popular on TikTok, uh, or his videos became super popular on TikTok. And it became a huge sort of gateway for a lot of young boys. Um, and a big reason for why he, for why it's like that is because a large part of the content about Andrew Tate starts out in a, an extraordinarily similar way, which is this like hyper, hyper masculinity in a very sort of uh, misogynistic way um, that becomes outrageous. Mm. But... If Andrew Tate ever, for some reason, obviously he wouldn't, but like if he for some reason like had a change of heart, like and wanted to become like a feminist spokes spokesperson, he would have a much more easier time of doing that on basically any other platform than TikTok. Because the second he would do that on TikTok, the career would be over. Yeah. It would be damaged on YouTube. But I think people have done rebrands on YouTube. I don't think you can do that on TikTok. If he just got really into like canning stuff, like people would do that. Didn't That's like a yeah. big. Like just putting stuff in cans to keep it. Um, although maybe there's there's probably a bit of crossover between like him and like preppers, maybe. Um, maybe. But, uh, but no, no. Andrew can. Because if you've got to just basically say the same thing, you have to do the like say the same thing, but this time it's worse, I guess. Like yeah. Um, and stick on that. That. that I think that's one of the reasons why Andrew Tate's content became more misogynistic over time, mm. because that became part of his brand. Um. Tartaria can't just be content with talking about like, oh, our old architecture is good. They have to become old architecture is good because an ancient civilization did it. And then that then that becomes old news. So you have to sort of like ramp it up even more spectacularly. And it just becomes this sort of like... You have to add... uh, It becomes sort of like this like uh, outrage, not not outrage, um, like grandiose creep. You have mm. it has to creep larger and larger and larger until it just becomes unsustainable. I think even even making normal content, I think it, I would struggle to just do the same thing again and again. Like I do, I like I like being able to do a, a variety of stuff. I think, um, and it's particularly interesting given that TikTok does not pay particularly well at all. So like, no. so you're sort of doing. I don't know. So people who are really mining that thing are probably not getting a huge amount of reward for it. Um, no. But all of all of uh, all of which is to say that 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 YouTube is the best platform because <laughs> it's the one that we're on, right? Yeah, um, that's the good one. And that probably does bring us to the end of our chat. So if people want to use YouTube.com more than they use TikTok. And would like to find you. Where could they? Where could they find you, Mia? First of all, I first of all, I want to apologize for ranting and raving. 
about this fucking theory because I've my my life got dedicated to this theory for like a month, and the second I released the video on it, I sort of I, I've sort of excised it from my own mind. Went outside and were like, <laughs> sunlight free. Um, uh, but yeah, if you want, if you want to see like my content, you can go to miamolder.com and that'll take you straight to my YouTube video. Links, links, links to everything else. Um, links. I and, do. Uh, I, I yeah. do find I spend like a month or two making a video, and I get to about two weeks before it goes out, and I go, "Does anyone else care about this thing, or have I just spent?" And I've I've I lose all concept of what people know already and what they don't because i now have spent so long in this thing that i i just i'm like am i assuming knowledge or am i treating people like idiot like oh it is it is the 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 trials of the long form uh youtube creator the the final week before a per like we release videos is the one where you feel like you lose all concept of reality mm. like you can make a really smart like intelligent sounding video but at the very end it just all falls apart i've, like, I've you, never you, noticed you, that yeah. watching any of your videos they're all very coherent <laughs> I, I brought I, 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 I aspire aspire to to that coherence but yeah, thank thank you so much for for chatting with me of course uh thank you for inviting me i hope i made sense you did we'll cut, um, we'll, um, we'll, we'll cut it at some point i just i i get i think we were recording one the other day and i was like i was like we're gonna we need to not worry too much about doing a uh about me doing a and thank you very much because i just kept doing it again and again and i'd be like thank you and that's the end and thank you again and i was like i'm like we're just cut. <laughs> thanks for listening to the show i hope you enjoyed my chat with mia as I mentioned partway through, if you want to check out further episodes of Induction, then there's no better way to do so than through my streaming service, Nebula. So if you want to get exclusive early access to every single episode of the show a full two weeks before they reach anyone else, then you can do so by heading to nebula.tv forward slash induction. Thanks for listening once again, and I'll see you in the next episode of Induction.